Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tattersall, and it is so good to be back with you all. Now, first off, do not forget issue six of Women in Pop magazine is coming out soon. We are very proud of this upcoming issue, and it has some great interviews and really thought-provoking features, which we are sure you are going to absolutely love. It will be in the shop soon, but if you want to get in first, get the magazine before anybody else, you can subscribe now at womeninpop.com slash subscribe. Now, we have a bit of a first for Women in Pop today. We are chatting to the super talented Sarah Stora, the first country artist to appear on our show. She has won the incredible 21 Golden Guitar Awards, including a record-breaking seven awards in 2004. She's also been nominated for six ARIA Awards, winning Best Country Album in 2016. She has just released her seventh solo album, Rain Dance, recently signed with Universal Music Australia on a worldwide deal, and she's here with us today. Sarah, hello, and welcome to Women in Pop. Oh, hi, Jet, and what an honour, the first country artist to be on your show. There so on should your... be some kind of golden thing here. <laughs> now, Sarah, 21 Golden Guitar Awards, a record for a female performer. That is pretty impressive. And can I just say, solidarity-wise, we're already ridiculously proud of you from Women in Pop. How does Thank that feel? You. Oh, it's lovely. Um, you know, the, the most important thing for me is, of course, writing songs and 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 being a performer. That's all great, but it's nice to be acknowledged along the way. And it's, you know, awards aren't everything, but sometimes you do work really hard at your songs, and you know what songs mean to you, especially certain ones that have come by for a particular reason and particular reason why you've written it. And um, so it, it's lovely to receive some, you know, awards and dress up and all of that. That's cool. It's, you know, it's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with achievement. I think that's been drummed out of us being Australian. You know, it's that tall poppy thing. You're like, oh, no, be humble, be humble. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, That goes through your head when, when, you know, you're up there collecting your award. But you Inside, I think most people are pretty chuffed with themselves, aren't they? It's nice to, it's nice to take something home. They make, they make good doorstops, all sorts of things. <laughs> I'd love to see where these twenty-one of yours are in your house. <laughs> well, I, um, I don't have a display cabinet. That I'm still working on that, but they are on top of a cupboard. You can see them, but I have to put them up really high because of the kids. <laughs> They can break quite easily, so and they're really heavy. It's like a golden guitar, and they're really heavy. And so I just know with four boys that someone would get hurt, so they're up high. You'll end up in accident emergency with a guitar-shaped slap on the side of someone. <laughs> That's it. Yes, yeah. Now, your new album, Rain Dance, was released just last month. Can you talk to me about the album? I mean, tell me what inspired you, what message do you hope to get across for your fans? Yeah, um, my seventh album, and every time I complete an album, I, I think, oh, where am I going to find another 12 stories or songs or whatever it is? Um, but this album was just, um, I don't know, I was a different headspace, just different place with writing. I don't know if it's come from maturity and just, you know, I've been in the in music industry now for nearly 20 years, and maybe I've learnt just to it's not about not caring, but don't beat myself up so much about getting songs done. And so it it didn't become a discipline for this album. It's like I just, it was pure joy to write. And every time a song would appear, 
normally I'd like, oh, good, what's that? How many have I got left to go? I was just like, yay, where's when's the next song and what's it going to be about? And how am I going to write it that's better than my last album? So that's been a, a, a fun thing as well or a, um, I guess, um, again, being um, 40-something um, and maturity I've worked out that it is really, really important uh, for me um, to challenge myself so that I write the best that I've written. And I know that I'll be doing it on my next album too, that I know I've got a long way to go. It's such, you know. That's great. So you, I'm imagining, I mean, it's your seventh as opposed to going, oh, okay, I must get that Heartbreaker track and I must get that track and I might, you're giving yourself bars to hit. You're just like, hey. God, that was an amazing film, or I heard this beautiful story, or this yeah. guy I met down the road the other day, like, and he told this story about it's that that's coming in. I've dropped in the case, worry. You dropped the worry. I've dropped the worry. So, and normally I'd, I've got a great song, and you just automatically start worrying about what if it doesn't come together? What if I can't find a melody? And now I see it as I can't wait to get it down on paper, and I can't wait to see what melody I create. It's just, yeah. Uh, why it's taken me a long time to work it out, but I'm really loving the writing process. I mean, because that's how I always did it when I before I got a record deal, it was a hobby, and I'd sit in my lounge room and I have fun, and it was exciting. And then it became serious where I had to, you know, write for an album, and it sort of changed your perspective on things. It sort of become business, and and you knew people were relying on you, record labels were relying on you for an album every two years, whatever you could do. And um, now I don't really, I mean, of course I care at the end of the day, but I'm not letting that get in the way of writing a good song. Reflectively, would you say that obviously you've gone back to original storytelling and songwriting, which is what you loved initially. And do you believe that when anyone tries to hit those marks, there's always an and almost transparency, like there's, you can almost sense the flatness where people have aimed to hit it. And so where you're speaking now, Rain Dance, sounds like it's coming from a beautiful, organic, like almost like, and you know, forgive me wrong, but like real self-love place and excited yeah. place. Yeah, self-love, that's a great way to put it. I've never thought about that. And I think I have beat myself up over the years about, especially when I first started out, it took quite a few years to get some sort of confidence on stage. And I know all along the confidence came, but it sort of, it it flowed. Sometimes I had a lot of confidence and then the next day I might be, the confidence is just there and I'm trying to, you know, hold on to something to make my experience up on stage a little easier. And I, I did that for too many years. Now I look back and I am cranky at myself because there's something really rewarding when you're up on stage and you let go of all the worries about what you look like, whether your songs are good enough, you're not as funny as such and such, you know, or you're not a, you know, am I entertaining enough? Am I um, making are people, I saw someone yawn, does that mean, you know, all these things. Now I just have a bit more self-love, which was a perfect words. Um, so I don't, I, I say, you know, it doesn't matter at the end of the day what anyone thinks. Just give 150%, 200% when I'm up on stage. And I delivering, I'm delivering the songs differently now. I know it. I can sense it. I can feel it from my audience, their, their feedback. They've always been beautiful, but there's something a little different going on now. 
It's yeah. very reflective in your work that you're writing what you love and you're writing stories that inspire you and you're writing things that make you feel and love. And I believe people, that's just how we operate. You do, you make, you create what, what you love Yeah. and people will be attracted to that. Yeah. We just are attracted to storytelling, which is why, I mean, country music, it's... Look, when people hear country music, they think Dolly, Willie, John Denver, Loretta Lynn, uh, Australian-wise, you've got Keith Urban, Casey Chambers, even John Williamson, who I know you sang with and my stepfather ruined us in long car journeys when I was growing up, unfortunately. (laughs) But, I mean, it's changing. Country music fans, they've always used to be these kind of diehard, almost like death metal fans. You know, either you love country 100% or you don't. It's like you can't just like a bit of Judas Priest. You're either Cannibal Corpse or yeah. that's it. But I feel like it's really changing. It used to be the dirty secret and mm-hmm. now, I don't know, it's really, it's mixing in. I mean, look at you here today on Women in Pop. Yeah. What do you think? Who is it for you that have been those changes, especially in the Australian country music industry, that are stepping Just, it out? Yeah. Um, look, it's wonderful for you know, the likes of Keith Urban and and Casey because they've delivered us a bit of a cool factor on yeah. country music. I've always known it's cool, but it was a dirty secret. I remember growing up thinking, I'm not going to tell anyone I like country because they're going to tease me, right? Um, but now after I've always loved it and always respected it, I was taught that from my dad who said, you know, I would pull up country songs and go, listen to these lines. They're just so beautiful. And I could see how country can really um, are so um, heartfelt and, and um, they, they draw you in through story. And um, I guess then I got, I got into the country music scene and it was still probably a little bit, you know, where I'd sort of, I'd say country, but I'm waiting for a response from someone like, oh, you know, and it, you always felt it was going to be a negative or a, a polite sort of cover of mm. maybe enjoying it, you know, like, and you know, sort of knew they were lying. Anyway, um, but now I, I don't mind saying it at all. Um and who who do I thank for that? I guess um, I look at someone like Troy Casadaly, who's never been um, backward in forward. What's that? that, that Backwards f- in going forward. forward yeah. <laughs> in saying he's a country music singer. Ever he's got such pride in it. And you know, Becky Cole. Yeah. You know, she she's not she's not frightened to you know tell everyone she's a country singer and just gives you a little bit of confidence, I guess, that, look, if they can say it with with pride and then we all should be able to say it with pride. You've got a a really good gang uh, (laughs) gang behind you there. They're fantastic. Country music heroes. Sarah, aside from yourself, who should our women in pop listeners experiment with? I mean, outside the ear candy realms of pop music to feed them into the country scene. Give us your favourite female country shout out. Um, well, Casey. She's, Casey. Oh, she writes a mean song. I, I think she's amazing from her songwriting. I like to get in there and pull them apart and think, how did she come up with that line? She's fantastic. Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we're going to play some Casey Musgrave now Yay. for Women in Pop. Because everyone knows someone who kills the buzz every time they 
Now, Sarah, I love hearing your accent through your music. I mean, it really hits on the storytelling. And as we just discussed, that's what country music is. Country music is storytelling, poetry. Um, I believe that's why people are also going back to it. There's that real gathering sense that I guess because of the situation the world's in at the moment, people yeah. are looking to gather and hear and we're, we're looking for that human contact. Mm-hmm. We need that. We, You know what I mean? We need to feel connected. And what yeah. better than songs to bring people together? Like you Absolutely. just said, you love pulling other people's songs apart and getting how they got there and figuring it out. Now, on your album Rain Dance, you got to collaborate with some phenomenal people and phenomenal storytellers, um, including your brother. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, next year, people, Colin Hay. I mean, yeah. oh, my goodness. That must have been absolutely wonderful. And a knuckle tearjerker. Oh, How I was rem- it? <laughs> I remember that day. And, um, yeah, it, it's a day I can't explain um, where my emotions went to. I... Um, so the I, sorry, to go back a, a little bit, I went. I was at the Port Ferry Folk Festival and I'd just seen Colin Hay perform. So I, on the way home, I um, listened to his then current album, which was called Next Year People. And I got to track five and I just kept playing it and playing it. I was just like, um, it, was, it was so relative to what was going on in Australia at the time with the drought and but um, there's this story that runs through it um, that just, um, I don't know, it was sort of dark, um, sad, and then, then, then the chorus had come in and it was just so hopeful. And um, I thought, I'm going to record a version of that. And then I thought, oh, wonder, I just wonder if I could get Colin to um, do a duet. And so, you know, the process started and he came back and said yes, which was absolutely wonderful. Um, and then... We had recorded it. I went to Melbourne um, months later to get his vocal down um, and I met him and he put his vocal down, which is, was just amazing to be a part of, just sitting in the same um, recording studio, you know, a couple of metres away while he belts out that voice, that's such uh, such a recognised voice, and singing away. Um, and then it really wasn't till after that it hit me of just how lucky I was. I was like, I was coming home, I was just like, wow, am I the luckiest person in the world just with not only being able to write a song and and be able to record them and have people want to come and listen, but someone like Colin Hay took a little chance on me and sung with me. Um, I just like, there's no place you can't go. Like it was just a real high, uh, just a That's so nice high. way to put it. There's no place you can't go. That's the it, that's most wonderful felt. message. It's like you can do anything. It was wonderful. I can't even. So I I'm, hope you whispered that at him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he already thought I was a little bit weird because I just, I was, didn't know what to say. You know, when you can't speak properly and you just, and you come across a little bit awkward. <laughs> That was me, and I'm like, oh, I blew that bit. But doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, that's beautiful. And it is such a beautiful song. I've played it and replayed it. How um, good is it? Can I just ask you, yes. do you have a favourite track on the album? It's kind of, I've got a couple, but kind of Colin Hayes' song, Next Year People, only because he takes it to another level. But I've got a song called um, Hay Runner, 
which is about the Barambatic Hay Runners, and uh, they're, they're an amazing bunch of volunteers that um, once a year donate their time and their trucks and deliver hay to regional Australia or way out whoop whoop where there's no no food um, for, the, for stock. And um, they're really amazing people, and they don't just drop off hay and and everyone's happy. Oh, we've got some hay, so now you know everyone's fed. And yeah, there's so much. It's such. There's so many more worries going on that these truckies will ring their, the the farmers that they've delivered to and check in on them through the year and just make sure they're going okay. So, and sometimes it's not always that good. It's not a happy ending at all. So, um, I thought they deserved a song for what they do. Oh, yeah. that's so good. We're going to play that one just now. Oh, thanks. And Sarah, finally, big women in pop question. The music industry, much like many industries, has always been known to be a little imbalanced, shall we say, um, with gender equality or gender inequality. Um, is there a problem in the country music scene with sexism and gender equality? And, I mean, how have you found mm -hmm. it, particularly touring? Um, I've never noticed anything in the country scene at all. Um, but no, look, to be honest, nothing has ever come, I've come across where I've gone, hey, that's not fair. That's not right. Whether I walk around with my eyes shut and my ears closed, sometimes you can get caught up. You know, you just get so busy, you're not, um, aware enough, but no, nothing really has stood out. I think um, I think of festivals and, like for example, this year at the Gympie Muster, it's a really strong female lineup. So there's there's no prejudice there. I just think um, try not to get um, bogged down in that, probably because it could then affect you um, as a performer. You know, you get caught up in all the things and you forget about the number one thing, which is the music. As long as you just keep um, writing a good song, you'll have your day. The people can't ignore um, a good song and from, you know, a, a talented person, whether you're male or female, I don't know. And you that... are right. I, I mean, it does appear the country and folk um, music world, there are a lot of heavyweight females yeah. that do incredibly well. So it, it, there seems to be actually more forgive. Yeah outside of the city for that, which is really beautiful, actually, when you think about it, because, um, you know, there was that old Australian saying, the wider the land, the yeah. smaller the mind. But actually, when it comes to feminism. <laughs> you know, it's sort of a little bit like pop versus country in a sense. Um, soon as you mention the C word, you're less likely to even get a gig on a on a festival lineup because it's sort of like, well, you know, we may t turn away people. It's like, yeah, but give give it a go because we've all got our own thing going on, you know. And 
look, as far as the pop world, I'm not quite sure. And maybe I've got my head in the sand a little bit with with what it's like for women. There's a divide, yeah. but, I mean, as the world, women have each other's backs. Yeah. This has been a great couple of years where yeah. women are sticking behind each other. Um, yeah. So hopefully that's Good on. also investing itself yeah. into the industry. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It has been fantastic. Don't forget Sarah's new album, Rain Dance, is out now. It's a wonderful album, so please get out there and support her. Stream it, download it as much as you can. You can also buy a signed CD copy, which comes with a gorgeous tote bag, <laughs> on Sarah's website. So go to sarahstora.com.au, where you can also find more info about her tour, buy tickets. We will be back soon with more podcasts. And don't forget our next issue of the magazine is out soon. Go to womeninpop.com or our social media pages to find out more. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.